Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Episode 39 of the Premier Non-League Podcast starts now with Chris and Pete in the house. How are we doing, guys? Good, mate. Is that good, less, is that less robot-y? Pete, you alright, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good, mate. Good, good. Well, let's start off then, Chris. I would say... With your experience in the FA Cup round three at the weekend, uh, South yeah. Shield played Forest Green Rovers. Uh, unfortunately, lost. But you did say on our WhatsApp group that they were the better side. Uh, you were sorry, you were the better side in the second half. Am I right in saying? Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of what's been written in the in the media is pretty factual and correct. Uh, we give them probably a little bit too much respect in the first half. Sat back, give them a little bit too much of the ball in the second half. We'll give it a right go. We were the better side. Um, on another day, we would have at least got an equaliser. Uh, and their second goal was just one of those, that, you know, it's a one out of 30 kind of goal. All in all, we give a very good account of ourselves on and off the pitch. Um, and for me, I'm happy that it's it's over. I didn't want a replay. I wanted either a win or a defeat. Um, a replay is no good considering the backlog of games we've got. So... Um, it's all about the league now for me and a lot of supporters it's time to crack on and try and play catch up yeah um, but... no I was going to say we're going to move on to the league stuff in a set but um, what was the experience like was it like weird having the cameras there was there any restrictions around the ground did it take yeah. up places that you usually could go and well obviously I don't were you not allowed to drink next to the pitch on that game well that's an FA rule yeah. um, FA rule uh, um, that's been in place. I remember when we got when when we won the FA Vars. Um, met all, m- most FA games we've played, there's been no alcohol allowed outside of bar areas um, from half an hour before kickoff. So that was no different. It's interesting you say um, that, Chris, because I remember Pete. We 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 were at Slough, weren't we? And uh, we had to ask them, but they said apparently if it's the same league or below. We're allowed, but if it's a league above, we're not. And it's very peculiar because then we played Hastings in the Ratford, like first qualifying round a few years ago, and they mm-hmm. didn't allow it. But then they just almost said, oh, whatever. They didn't care after a while. And it seems yeah. a bit strange, but. It is. Obviously, we, were playing, we were playing a League Two, uh, a League One side. Yeah. So I fully expected it. I wasn't drinking anyway because I was working afterwards. I had, to, I had a wedding ceremony to conduct afterwards. So oh, I, I remember you said that. Yeah, because you said if it was at yeah, three o'clock, you wouldn't have been able to make it. Yeah. I've got to be honest and, and, and say that I, I enjoyed the game and I enjoyed the day, but I was never overly excited about it. I was never, I'm more excited about tomorrow night's league game than I was for the cup game. Because for me, it's all about the league this season. But the experience was good. 
BBC. Um, the, yes, they needed bits and pieces of the ground to to, to erect scaffolds, etc. But it wasn't. It didn't really infringe too much. Um, and it was an excellent event. Uh, got no comp. I, I personally have no complaints at all. None at all. It was a complete sellout, wasn't it? Well, it was, but um, <laughs> it looked like people have bought seat tickets, like tickets in the seats in the new stand, and but decided either not to go or just stood because there were still some empty seats. Plus, because of segregation, um, the, the official capacity is four thousand. Uh, there was three thousand eight hundred, but there was ah, um, Forest Green didn't sell their full allocation and. Uh, I, I believe that the ground can hold another 500 easily, four and a half thousand, no problem whatsoever. It didn't feel as cramped as it did um, years ago when we when we broke the ground record. Um, we had some big cup ties as well. It was it, it didn't seem as cramped, so everything went off without too many hitches. There was a, a flare set off before the game, which hasn't gone down very well. But by one of Shields our, fans. Yes, um, so we're just worried in case we're on an FA, FA security report. But uh, all in all, an excellent um, adventure the club's made. If you include gate receipts, prize money and TV money, a six-figure sum. So nice. it's been a good adventure. Now it's time to get to knuckle down, get cracking with the league and get, uh, get ourselves out of this league. We're completely talking you know, about um, flares, though, Pete. We know at Worthing, the guy that set off a flare and got banned from Worthing is actually in the advertising campaign at the moment. Much uh, the club didn't even know about it. So, <laughs> good old non-league. <laughs> the person they banned from flying a flare onto the pitch is in one of the Facebook adverts, and you know you have to laugh. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Pete, what were you saying? I was just going to say, Chris, it's, um, all these are uh, being televised now. I think, obviously, uh, <laughs> with that court case that Jeff unfortunately lost a few seasons back, he's mm. recouping a bit of the money. A <laughs> little bit. His money back now, hasn't he? It just means that uh, he doesn't have to shell out as much at the end of the season to to, to balance the books or anything like yeah. that. So, um, no, great adventure. The club have done really well. And, and um Hopefully, it just as I say, I'm, I'm glad we didn't have a replay. Yes, a replay would have brought more income, but it, it's just you know next it will be next Tuesday, and next Tuesday is our only Tuesday off in November. So it's important that we we didn't have a replay because we've got Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Tuesday, eh, Saturday, Tuesday, and then we've even got a an all we've already got a Tuesday night in December as well. So it's it's important. It was important that we didn't have a replay, mm. in my now, view, anyway. How do you think the team's going to come out of this? Obviously, I had the experience of being in the round one of FA Cup proper. Great experience for the players to play against football league opposition. Obviously, two 0 result, maybe not the correct result, but you know, gave their all against it. Do you think they can take it onto the league now? Because obviously, how I mean, how many games you got out? Is it four or five? I think it is. Have I read, or is it less than that? We've, a mixed, we've got a mixture between three and seven. Wow. On various clubs. Because from what I looked, you could, some of them, you could be a few points clear at the top if you won every game, couldn't you? Yeah, and well, tomorrow night, Hyde United, it's, they are currently top and stuck seven past Bamba Bridge two weeks ago. So it's a massive game tomorrow. As I say, I'm, I'm up for it already much more than I was for Saturday. Um, so the, the players that we've got, a, a lot of them have... Um, 
much, much more experience than we've had before. Football League, so Saturday playing against Football League opposition, most of the side of our former Football League players. So um, it was not a lot of difference for them. Um, and the experience we have, I, ho- I hope, I hope that they can now just, for, with that experience, take that out, out onto the pitch in these league games and, and show just how good we are because we, we were more than a match for Forest Green. So we should be more than a match for Northern Premier League, but obviously that we know football; it doesn't work out like that. How's the um, sort of top half of the table like turning out now? Do do you think it's what you expected, or is it like is there surprises? High United for a start, um, top of the league. It's still going to settle itself down. Uh, obviously, with with us having so many games to catch up on, um, it'll take a little while. Hopefully. In the next four or five weeks, it'll it'll kind of sort itself. So by Christmas, so you'll get a good idea, which is what we say every year. So uh, we'll have a good idea. Mm. The the good thing is our next four games are all at home. Yes. So last year we had that awful run of four away games on the spin. This time we've got four home games on the spin: Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. So fingers crossed, we can get at least ten points out of the twelve available. And that should see us roughly around the top. And that's a minimum you'll sort of be happy with then, I'd assume. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Minimum of 10 points. Because we have, definitely. we mentioned it on last last episode, didn't we? Like sometimes you get these clubs, like for example, I think we could say last season, a little bit different leagues, but well, it's not the same step, but Horsham last season. Like they again mm. went, went and played uh, Carlisle United, I think, in the first round of the FA Cup. Took a big point, did really well on that. But they, they really let their league form... Sp- like they were a different position from you, but they dropped right down the yes. table. And at one stage, you're thinking, "Oh, hang on a second, is this going to be a bit iffy here?" But they obviously pulled out of it in the end. But I guess that's the, I don't think it happened to Shields, but I guess there's always that worry that the players have got carried away in a cup and you know burn themselves out. But you you believe that you think the squad's big enough and mature enough to sort of get those ten out of twelve points at least? Would you say? Very much so. Very much so. There's a lot of good characters in the dressing room now. There's a lot of players who didn't get minutes on Saturday who are really chomping at the bit to get some football. Mm. So the, the hunger's there. Uh, and, the, the, you know, we've, we're playing, yes, we're playing top tomorrow, but then we've got Belper um, on Saturday who are currently bottom. Um, we've got uh, Stafford and the, the other team escapes me. But basically four games you would expect to win. Yeah, of course. Particularly the other three tomorrow night. Yes, it's a it's, it's a home game. We should beat Hyde United, but they are top for a reason. So I would I'd, I'd, I I would take ten from twelve. Now, did um South Shields be good uh hosts and uh put some veggie sausage rolls or vegan sausage rolls in the uh, away end kiosk? Do you know? Because <laughs> it's a weird situation, isn't it? Because obviously the mm. fans, a lot of them are used to going to a ground yeah. completely vegan and I was just mm. I was thinking earlier when I was doing a little bit of research for the pod I wonder I wanted to ask you I wonder I mean you may not know but I wonder if you heard or because you wonder I'll what happens ask, with them I'll have to ask Janet who runs the kiosk where they where they were uh nothing well, I mean you could have just said the Greg sausage roll would taste like a normal sausage <laughs> roll anyway so you could just give them anyway <laughs> no I, I I don't but um I'll find out for the next episode that'd be interesting that'd be interesting um I think we should move on to the FA Cup and talk a little bit about other results and some some great results for non-league clubs. And I think it'd be rude not to start with uh, Pete's second non-league club, Alchurch. Uh, Pete, they are 
2-1 victors over Cheltenham. Pretty uh, pretty impressive. I was, I was I was very impressed. I didn't expect them to do anything, to be honest, um, because they haven't started the league too well. Um, so, yeah, when I, when I saw that result after after Worthing's game on Saturday, uh, yeah, well, I was like a little, little jump for joy, as it were. But do you know, do you know <laughs> the, sad, the sad thing would have been is if you saw the draw today, if Shields had beaten uh, uh, Forest Green, uh, you would have actually played Elfchurch. So, you know, that would have yeah. been, uh, you might have had a Midlands meet-up, Chris, with, uh, with one of the yeah, PNLP. That would have been... Love that would have been lovely. Yeah. Well, we always talk yeah, about what if, I'm, what if. Yeah, I might have had, I might have had to uh, miss a Worthing game for that one. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, and then left the mic to me, which you said that would you do for gritted teeth. <laughs> God, yeah. that'll be that'll be the day. He must be I desperate would... to let me in charge of the mic. I wouldn't be allowed back on air, would we? Be <laughs> it'll be called Rebel. It'll be called Rebel Yo X because James can't control yeah. his mouth. X rated. Um, some other results. It's Trev's not on tonight because he must be frustrated with Barnet. He's frustrated anyway, as we know. But Barnet were winning one 0 against Chelsea right up until the ninety plus two. <laughs> they they equalised Chelmsford, and you know it just sort of almost rubbing salt in the wound. And you know we, we've said how crit- we've heard how critical Trev has been of like the running and the frustrations of the squad again this season. But I know they're only one step below in the National South. But you know frustrating. I mean at the last minute, it, it's like we, last minute equalisers are frustrating for anyone. But let alone uh, one of the guys on the PNLP. I mean it just doesn't seem to be going right for Barnet right now, does it? Seems like a the story of the last two years. We were listening to Trev. It's like a last-minute equaliser against a team from, you know, it's just Barnet yeah. for, for the last two seasons, really. Um, and again, it's just it's another replay, isn't it? Most clubs don't want replays. Um, no. So, be interested to hear Trev's thoughts on that at some point. Yeah, I mean, by the next by the next episode, we'll be, I guess, it, they'll be either in or out of the round. So, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some more. Chesterfield beating uh, Northampton one 0 Great result for Chesterfield. No, uh, Northampton yeah. are a team sort of on the sort of downward spiral again. Like it's these, it's these teams that are like in the league that are like. That's why I guess it. Although you said it's like you wish you'd almost taken the chance to get a Forest Green, you could have, but just unlucky because they are a team on the sort of downward spiral. Um, mm. Teams like Kings Lynn beating Doncaster Rovers and other teams sort of that were well up yeah. the top. But we we, we well, Charlton played Doncaster Rovers in the League One semi final playoff, so they could have been Championship. You know, like we yeah. were. Um, Farnborough well, beating Sutton United. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say I watched Doncaster last year. They were rubbish. And, oh, I remember um, that you went that because that wasn't a game yeah. cancelled or something. Or, uh, yeah, she Shields game. game. Scoring, and we ended up going to uh, Burton Albion v Doncaster. Worst game of football ever. And uh, you look at the Chesterfield, you know, Chesterfield, um, there's no real surprise in that. That, to me, is not quite a giant killing in many ways. But it just goes to show the the standard, you know, the argument for making the National League, like football, EFL League 3, it's it's a valid argument because the, there's no difference in Saturday. I, I, Saturday, I could see why Forest Green are struggling in League One. If you consider they're two promotions away from the Premier League, they're not that good. Uh, um, you, they, they sat back in that second half, and, and we had a, we gave it a real go. We were the by far the better team. You can see why they're struggling in League One. You really can. Pete, you were going to say something, though. 
Yeah, that, that was that was basically Chris's stole my thunder, really. That was the point I was going to make that you see these giant killings and people say, "Oh, mm. it's a surprise," and you're like, "But to be honest, when, when you when you look at the, the football and the way teams play and the quality sometimes of league teams and non-league teams, there's, there's just nothing between them." And you yeah. like you say, you've got the national league, which most of them are full time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just haven't got the money from the actual league. So, like like Chris says, if we had a league free. I might get some more money going down to that level and then you know well, start a new national national well, Pete, league. I know you've been watching this is Wrexham or Welcome to Wrexham, whatever it's called. I don't know if you've watched mm. any episodes yet, Chris, but I think it was on the, it was the episode where uh McAvenny and um Deadpool went to uh Wrexham for the first time and sit with a finance director and they're basically saying if you stay in if you stay in this league this year, it will cost you uh, you'll be a million pound in the red. But if you get promoted yeah. to EFL League Two, that million pounds will be wiped up through, you know, things. So it's more, it, it seems crazy that I know you think, but it's like you're actually making a loss by being in a national league compared to being in League Two. And it's just no wonder yeah. sort of it's the same sort of teams that are always around there. And and they um, couldn't believe it. And I think, you know, that's when they realised of what we got ourselves into. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it wasn't McAvenning either, James. Oh, McElhenney. <laughs> it's, it's just too much of a mouthful, isn't it? Just call, let's, let's, I'll tell you, let's just call him Hollywood. Frank McAvenny. Frank McAvenny. Remember Frank McAvenny? I do, I do. On Soccer Saturday, eh? I thought I didn't notice him in that documentary. No, the Frank McAvenny I knew was too busy in bedrooms with women. That's the Frank McAvenny I knew. We're not even midway through the podcast yet. We all say starting going down the toilet about talking with men in bedrooms, aren't we, Chris? And it's normally me that one that takes it downhill. Come on, come on, come on. But it's funny what you say, though, about like, they're not really classed as giant killings yet, are they? Because, no. I mean, it's, you look at it and you think like, you know, Kings Lynn beating Doncaster, yeah, great result for them. But, you know, it's it Doncaster Rovers. But I think it's just the fact they're beating a professional full-time football team. I mean, you look at the other ones, Farnborough, same league as us, National South, beating Sutton, Chippenham beating Lincoln, who are normally all right in League One, good result for them. Weymouth, we are our PNLP favourite Bobby Wilkinson managing Weymouth now, drawing 1-1 with AFC Wimbledon, earning a replay at uh, their stadium in London. Torquay 2, Derby 2. I mean, if Torquay had managed to... I still, is it a, is it, is it a giant killer anymore? I mean, they get the chance to go to Pride Park and that would be a good result for them. Mm. But, you know, it, it, you look at it and, and, and as we play, it's Bracknell versus Ipswich. I, as we record now, I don't know what the latest score is. I don't know, Pete, have you got one, it on in the background? 1-0 one, one Ipswich. 1-0 one Ipswich. Mm. And what are we into yeah. this? Like... And I think you forgot to mention Ebsfleet as well. Yeah, Ebsfleet as well. You know, uh, the, the, th- the thing is, is they, they're not giant killers, are they? Yet. I think the, the the one genuine giant killing definitely is Alf Church. That's the one that yeah. that's the fairy tale. That's the fairy tale. Yeah. That's what the cup's about, very much. Yeah, and you know it, they got a well good chance probably against Forest Green Rovers. If you know, mm-hmm. and I bet in some ways, Chris, if you see them beat, you'd be happy for them. But you know, you'd yeah. be frustrated as well if you see Alf Church beating Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, but I have to be honest, I'm not. I'm not yeah. down at all. It, you want the me, league. You want the league. That's I it. want the league. We need to be out of this league. Um, we've got unfinished business going back two, two years plus, and um, I just want that. I want that sorting out, and then maybe, maybe next year, um, you know, we we'll think about cup runs, whether that's FA Cup, FA Trophy, but this year it's all about the league. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You've just got to. 
you've just got to concentrate on the league, get yourselves out of uh, the national, uh, into the national north and uh, then focus on next season. I just thought it was quite funny, actually. I read a story, um, obviously Charlton played uh, Colville Town beat them 4-1 uh, but one of the players for Colville uh, there was a report saying if Charlton score he's going to have to find it really hard not to celebrate because he's actually a Charlton fan always family of season ticket holders so I mean, what, what a moment for someone like that you know this is where this is where I think on like this is where you get the non-league you'll get possibly teams playing against their boyhood clubs and you know, what what how good for that kid to step on the turf of the valley where he's gone for years and years he said the last time he was on the pitch at the valley was when we got to the final of the playoffs against Sunderland and he ran on the pitch like everyone did and he said he never <laughs> thought in his wildest dreams he'd be playing on there as a player and you, you like to hear stories like that don't that's, you and that's, that's what it's about that's what the FA Cup is yep. about at this round um, yep. I mean hopefully seeing some of those fixtures in the next round I and mean, we've got Chippenham Burton Old Church, Forest Green Rovers, Kings Lynn, Stevenage, Epsfleet, Fleetwood, Wrexham, Farnborough. You know, that's a sort of big one for Farnborough, I would say. But some of those teams, it's beatable. There will be teams in the round three, mm-hmm. I reckon, of the trophy. Yeah. And you could be seeing those games like Man United, Arsenal, Spurs of this world playing some of these teams. Yeah. Magic. Magic. That would be the magic. Uh, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. was it a few years ago? It was when Crawley got to round round uh, three of the FA Cup against Manchester United. They only narrowly lost. I think it was 1-0 by United or something. Took half mm-hmm. of Crawley up with them. Uh, and that was that was fantastic. It was so good to see. Um, but leaving on, any sort of, sort of takeaways from the FA Cup round one and sort of look ahead to round two, guys? Anything you keep your eye out? Pete's obviously going to be looking for Alva Church. Mm. Um, yeah, Alva Church, Forest Green, that's the game that I'll keep my my eyes peeled because uh, Alva Church, the lowest ranked team. So, yeah, that's a good one. It's a really good one. I think you'll see that on TV as well, won't you? I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. So Pete, Pete will have it up in his commentary if you have that on his phone streaming. <laughs> he, can't, he can't get his laptop to work at the moment anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. He's got the he's got the dodgy touch, hasn't he? Um, no, I don't know what's going on with it, but there you go. Anyway, so moving on. on, uh it's about time I think we just sort of went over our little worthing corner. We've done the South Shields bit, they've a bit more glory with us lately, Pete. It seems to be picking up the results slightly, but still a lot of inconsistency in the squad, like changes left, right, and centre. What do you think? Uh do you, are you happy with the last couple of weeks at Worthing? Yeah, I mean we I think we after we recorded this, we beat Dulwich Hamlet, where Pete was quite happy because he was getting free beer and free prawn sandwiches in the commentary booth. So he was very happy with that. He made his most of that. I mean, he's the cheeky bugger. James, went and grabbed James, James, hold on, James, you was you was there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but no, you were no, the cheeky, no, 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 cheeky, no, 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 cheeky no, no, bugger that went and slipped one in your bag for the journey home. <laughs> that, that was, a, that was a, a can of San Miguel, that was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was interesting. So Pete sends me down to get the beers while he's setting up his laptop because we never had anything like that before. Um, and if you've heard of Dulwich Hamlet, I'm sure you would have heard them, Chris, but they're very um yeah, yeah huge hip, hip hipster now. Like let's just mm-hmm. say a lot of the a lot of the people there weren't really watching the football, were they, Pete? And uh we we very like it, I mean fair play, they get the money in. That's that's why they don't want to be promoted either, because they, they'll lose all that. It's all the beer drinking. They've got a local brewery um that supply the beers and I went to get the beers and Pete comes back and goes, Oh yeah, by the way, we can get free beers in the lounge. I was like, oh, thanks for that, Pete. I'll buy them then. Yeah. Well I didn't know till after you'd gone. <laughs> I, I know I? you didn't. I'm I know not you didn't. But he was uh he was he was a happy man, weren't you? You were a happy man. <laughs> I was a happy man. Not not many places you can go. And um, from looking at some of the pictures in our Worthing chat of uh the food quality at Bath City this weekend, I think it could be a Barnet situation. Have you seen them, you Pete? Mean, you mean it? oh the Bath City this coming weekend. Some one of the guys oh, put in the to... chat. It's like literally yeah. a little massive hot dog roll. It looks like like a chipolata in it almost. 
like and like you know the Trevor sort of style of like a slab of cheese on top of a hamburger. It doesn't look like it'd be very good. And apparently, yeah. weirdly, you're not allowed to drink in the ground. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, apparently it's, it's going to be a bit of culture shock from last week, having, you know, being at Hungerford and having the bull pit, the pit, sorry, bull pit beast. Is that what it's um, called or is that your nickname? No, it's ball pit beast. It's called, and it is the. It's it, yeah, it's ten out of ten. It is just out of this world. I've never had a burger live at a football match in my life. No matter yeah, where I've been. I saw you. I saw Pete. You, you were getting very, very, very excited over it. I, it was that good. It was that good, mate. It was, it's all I could talk about all night. Even when I came home, <laughs> and the wife was just like this burger. I said it's it's better than anything. From McDonald's or the local right, anything's better than McDonald's, though, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. Or you know, or Burger King or anything. It was, it was just absolutely because it, it's actual steak patties they use in it, and it was uh, oh. two, two six ounce steak patties and all the salads in there and the relishes and the ger- got gherkins and oh, you didn't have just, any of that, did you? I didn't have cheese because I'm allergic. Oh, no. to cheese. I, I knew a salad dodger as well. I thought no, 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 no. I right. don't mind me Who greens. Was that? I eat my greens. Oh, sorry, someone else said. Yeah, someone I remember scra- them scraping the lettuce off at a game. Um, but yeah, what's going back? Six pound fifty, absolute bargain. I won't get into. I won't get into costs at club. But don't, so, yeah, don't you start. Well, saying that, that, saying that, they let us in free next Friday for free beer. <laughs> yeah. God, God knows what happened. Yeah, that. yeah Chris, say we had the sports association meeting on uh, last week, and we had the head of food and beverage in, and we were saying like the cost of it's just getting silly now. We're going to so many away games now, and you're seeing that all the clubs have happy hours, as we've said many times before. And we're saying, look, mm-hmm. you're losing people, and the guy actually organised a band a few weeks ago, the manager, and hardly anyone turned up for it. And I'm said, mate, why are you surprised? Like, you know, you're charging nearly a five for a pint, and people can go into town and pay that and have a better atmosphere and everything like that. Yeah. You know, you should be doing happy hour. And funnily enough, without even telling us, we got an email through saying, oh, next Friday at night at the club, there's a band on Sports Association members get free entry and a free beer. Where does that come from? Mm. No, it could be the pressure, but um, it needs to be done because he, he was, he was. I'd say, Pete, you'd agree, he was quite down about yeah, it, wasn't sure, he? We, yeah, but we're going to get up at the crack of dawn to go to Bath on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, great planning yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> great planning again. Um, but yeah, Pete, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about the sort of latest sort of couple of weeks at Worthing? Happy or still? Forgetting that, yeah, we're in the National League South, you can't complain, but you know, just in terms yeah, of the improvement got... of the team. 
we've got we've got five first teamers out injured. Yeah, that would be the first name on the team sheet every week. So, and we brought a kitty in on loan last week in the midfield, uh, Josh Chambers um, on loan from Gillingham. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought I thought he had a good game. He gave the ball away a little bit too much for my liking, but when he, but the the, the other stuff he done with his dribbles, being a bit more direct, attacking from midfield, I thought I thought he done very well in that regard. Um, so yeah, just tighten up his game a bit. I think he'll be one to one. He's only eighteen, so. He, he could be a good acquisition for the next few months, um, but when you when you look at it, you know we had um, well we've got Joel Colbran out injured, Aaron Racine, Berriesford, Cam Tut, and there's another one I can't think of at the top of my head, um, Danny Barker. Um, generally, those five will be straight on the team sheet every every week, week in week out. We went to the game the weekend with no with no um, fullbacks. You know, we we had to play a back three, and we have three centre backs basically playing. Mm-hmm. Playing a back three, so so, yeah, okay. We were we were under cosh for large large parts of the game against Hungerford, and to be honest, Hungerford probably did did you know probably deserve to win that game, um, but but they didn't. We got a point. We held on for a point. You know, a couple of clean sheets in a row. Um, yeah, I'm 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 happy with it. I'm you know mm. not a bit around the bush. We've got Oxford tomorrow night. Um, Oxford. Big strong physical team uh, to give everyone a game. So it, 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 another mid-table side like us now. Um, so it'll be an um, interesting battle at Woodside Road tomorrow night. But hopefully mm-hmm. we can we can do it. But don't you say we can in the do wind, it under the lights, in the wind and we? rain properly? <laughs> we're, we're good under the lights at Woodside. It's the only time we've won this season at home, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we beat Chesant, so and, and we beat yeah. uh, we beat Dulwich away on a Tuesday night as well. So that's that's you know, true. Yeah. We're, we Quite beat Weymouth away on a Tuesday, yes. So we, we always pick up maximum points on a Tuesday night. There you go. There's the end there of that go. then, because Pete said it. <laughs> Pete said yeah. it now. But once again, yeah. Ebbsfleet kind of storming the National South at the moment. And, you know, it's going to take a big thing to stop them, don't you think? Yeah, I think the, uh, the yeah, hopefully the cup will act as a distraction because obviously we've got new leaders at the moment, Dartford, haven't we? Yeah, 7-2, um, aren't they? Well, we so, beat Dartford, yeah. didn't we? Isn't yeah, we beat Dartford. Martin, it, isn't Martin Taylor at Dartford? Yeah, Woking. Um, He's Woking. Is it Woking? You yeah. think it's Woking? Yeah. yeah. Is it Walking? I thought. Yeah, well, I sure think we well, definitely was a coach at Woking. I don't know I'm if sure he's, he's maybe he's moved. I'm sure he's at Dartford now. I, I'm always intrigued with the fact oh, that okay. you know Sky, Sky TV's number one commentator is also a, a well-renowned coach who's never played football. <laughs> no. No, no, you're right, you're right. Ahead of the 22-23 season, Tyler linked up with Dalson again and became a coach at Dartford. Yeah, I thought. So I thought he, he, he was at Woking for a long time, but it was um, he, he's followed Alan Dalson around since uh, 2005. So he must be mates. He was at Walton and Herschel with him, the Kingstonian, and Hampton and Richmond Borough, and moved to Woking, and now he's at Dartford. So, yeah, well, I'm surprised you didn't notice that, Pete, when we went when you went there away. Is it, yeah, is, is a director as well somewhere, I think. He's a director at a club. A He's a director club. of somewhere else, yes. I think yeah. so. But um, I, I just find it, I find it intriguing, the fact, you know, Sky's, Sky Sports number one commentator, but also a, a very decent non-league football coach. It makes me laugh every Sunday when um, Super Sunday, when he's commentating. He's always trending on Twitter and everyone said, can you get rid of him? Can you get rid of him? It's like, it's like, leave the bloke alone. But I thought, yeah. I, I think he's still got it. He's brilliant. I, 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 I love him. Yeah, so I, like, I like him. 
I mean, since, like we, since we lost Motti, like, you know, he's like the next best thing, I think. He's yeah. he's really good on TV, I think. I don't I know. Like what people, well. I mean, people just, get annoyed with Jonathan Pierce as well, don't they? Yeah, I remember mm. when he was on the days of Capital Gold in London and doing all the football, the Premier League, when it used to be on Capital Gold. And he was a, he was the number one then. He went to BBC and he kind of thing. But yeah, I think he's he's just a bit, as you say, like I know it came up in the women's Euros when he was doing a lot of the England games and people were getting sick and tired of him, weren't they? And uh, he was yeah. doing that. But um, but yeah, other than that, I think, you know, the national, the national South is kind of started to find its form and you know we are still up in the top half of the table despite our jaws we've only, we've only what lost is it once in the league this season Pete twice twice we've lost in the league yeah. um and obviously out the cup and we've got the FA trophy coming up yeah good good to play in the FA trophy we've got the Sussex Cup next Tuesday is it against uh Lewis away am I right oh no following Tuesday Tuesday after the following Tuesday yeah yeah, yeah. and then um who've we got in the trophy again we've got um Way Weymouth, Weymouth in the trophy at home. So yeah, Weymouth Bob, Bob, at home. Bobby, you can go and say hello to Bobby Wilkinson for us, can't you? After the game, uh, oh, for a ground. But yeah, it's um, I I've said it before. Uh, you know, I would take it. I've said it on here, but it's just a little bit of frustration. Not that we I expect us to uh, be smashing the league. It's just the fact, you know, you know what it's like, Chris, when you think you should be winning a game and you don't get that goal, yeah. or you can see the silly goal, and it's just like for God's sake, or you couldn't hold on, or you you you're smashing the, every ball into the that area but you can't get it in the back of the net and more often than not that happens yeah there have been times where we have deserved to not get the points but there have been a few times and that's when you look back and it's frustrating but you look back at that any football team any football team you look at yeah Shields last season you know if you picked up that one more win you would have won you know if you picked up one or two more wins you would have been in the National North and it's one of those things as a football fan I think you can always you always experience don't you yeah you do we've got such a We've got such a run coming. We've got Oxford, Bath, Tombridge, Chelmsford, haven't Street and Dover in the league. So, yeah, we've got a tough run of games coming up. So, it, it'll work itself out. It will. Um, generally, league tables don't lie. Uh, but not, not at this stage of the season, but if you get to March and April, they don't. They're normally pretty accurate. That's the whole point of being, you know, the league being the, the actual... Um, peak of what you're looking to achieve so you'll be all right I'm worth and I think you'll be okay you'll I think get we will. some points out of those games you'll I think, I think we've shown we've we deserve to be in this league I think we have shown already <laughs> like you know you look at unfortunately play teams like Cheson like you know they came up through the playoffs and they're literally I think second bottom or something like that mm-hmm. and I think they've only won twice and lost pretty much every other game and you know I, I'm surprised how is it th- third from bottom They've won three games. They've won three games, yeah. So, you know, they, they, you know, they, fair play to them, but I think maybe they're struggling a bit more than they thought at first because what we have noticed, and Pete, is such a physical league, this, isn't it? You know, the big players and, you know, they really are physical. It is, a, yeah. Hungerford had a six foot six uh, centre back the other day when he was built. He was built <laughs> like the proverbial. And, Danny, uh, Danny Papo yeah. style. Yeah, and you've got. Every yeah 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 basically um, but yet the teams are very physical and they don't mind putting themselves around a bit you know uh, I know we only want it from the Isthmian League but the difference is is so big I've noticed it you know just um, with the team because we used to just dominate dominate games and, and bully bully teams out of it and now mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. we're having to cope with that from the opposition. 
yeah. and deal with them. I, them I've got with a feeling Stewart. that I've, I've got a feeling that if um, if Shields got promoted, I think it would be the opposite. I, th- I think the National League North might perhaps be um, slightly less physical than the Northern Premier League. So it'll, I, I've got this feeling that she, South Shields will flourish should they get promoted. You know, it'll be interesting to see. That's why I want to get promoted. I want to. I want to see these clubs. In the if you're a betting league. man, Chris, why don't you go and put a fiver on like Shields to get double promotion? Might get some good odds on that. <laughs> yeah, probably would. Probably would. And I am a betting man as well. So. There you go, mate. So I'll put it in your head now. He's down the bookies in the morning. Or he's on Ledbrook <laughs> straight after this. We don't condone betting on here, but uh, yeah. we know it goes on. Um, it's true, so though. You, you know, you sometimes want to put a you're fancy. A... So you're gambling vicar, Chris? I'm he's not, not a vicar. vicar. He's a human. <laughs> he's a humanist. Uh, I'm the opposite to vicar. He's, he's, he's no religion. <laughs> he, he, that's why he's pulling his collar down with his white collar around him now. He's hiding it for that black Marvel thing right now. Yeah. Did you get your qualification off the internet then to marry people? No, I. although I conducted the ceremony where we don't have registrar status, so ah. um, so the, the, the newlyweds have to do the, just get the paperwork sorted out at the registry office. Oh, anyway, Chris I, May, humanist, available for weddings, parties, deaths, funerals, <laughs> births, everything. Baby name, it's got a baby name on Saturday. I won't baby get, name, I won't, get, I won't get to the match till 10 to 3. So. There you go. Someone will have to have a pint waiting for you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so Pete, Pete taking us well out of topic there. I was just... Chris, have you not known he's trying to iron himself out because he called you a like vicar a second ago? He's trying, to, still, trying to make I'm himself... Still re- I'm still reeling from it. Yeah, Father Ted... <laughs> <laughs> he's my kind of priest so Pete just rounding up the um, Worthing bits are you surprised you've seen Deshaun Golden go from Chesant to Tunbridge Angels or you know I know Trev said in our chat it could be because of the drive and stuff but I'm surprised so soon like I thought he was playing quite a few games there has he fallen out of favour you know maybe he's not enjoying the dressing room because he's a good guy Deshaun and I expect him to fully flourish at Chesant I don't think it's really happened like that um I wouldn't have a clue, to be honest. <laughs> it's just basically, he's, um, I think if, if you're going to get the choice, if Tom Bridge approached him on like a seven-day or whatever, and Chesant are down the bottom of the table, Tom Bridge are mid-table, then I think he's probably decided to go with a team that he thinks will stay in the league. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't know. I really don't know. Not and he doesn't have to face the M25 to drive around because he doesn't he live in Croydon or something, I think, like that. So he's probably a bit like... Yeah, that's true. But yeah, bit, no, it'd be interesting to see it. But he'll score against us again probably when we play them, but hey-ho. Yeah, so um, we've only got two weeks to wait for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey-ho, fun times. Um, moving on, we've got the uh, FA Trophy. We, we're looking forward to that, I think. Um, can we have a cup run, Pete? What do you reckon? Uh, we, we need a cup run. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. What do you think you could... Uh, like see Worthing massive in the uh, away sta- at the stands at Wembley with you in the press box when you know proper proper commentary or will you be in the go- oh you'd probably be behind the goal and join it with the fans wouldn't you rather than being in the press no, box no, I'm, or I'm, would you be I'm in a press box a... with the prawn sandwiches I'll have Martin Tyler as my co-commentator oh thanks kick me off here. <laughs> very nice you don't need to commentate some, some BT sport you don't need to yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. No, yeah. Pete, Pete, like, like, Pete would yeah. do like fan zone. He'll be behind the goal. We'll just be like, you know, it'll be like live fan zone, like behind the goal. <laughs> now, when we done, now, when we done the Sussex, Sussex Senior Cup final at Brighton, um, I didn't I didn't do the commentary because it was live on YouTube. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. they obviously sorted their commentaries. Well, what you do, Pete, is you say, so you know, the delay on Mixler, it's like 30 seconds. You just say, right, pause the game for 30 seconds and then press play and you'll be live with live, live exactly in time. You can have an alternate commentary with the, uh, with the TV. <laughs> I, I remember they used to do that in the World Cup. I think people like, didn't Alan Carr do an alternate commentating one year on the England games and Chris Moyles did and they've done all sorts of people it's for like Comet Relief and stuff. I remember those years ago. Anyway, moving on. Um, FA Trophy had to be good to have a little cut run. Um, so what else should we say is that Macclesfield have had a manager change already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about yeah. them before. Like he, They were top of the league. They got knocked out of the trophy and they sacked their manager, uh, Danny Whitaker, who, who's been like a legend for the club just get rid of him yes. it doesn't seem right there. does it he's still there but <laughs> so I, 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 can't remember, I can't remember if it was on our chat group or another one where I just put I think I put and so it begins yeah that was because, you that was you yeah yeah I just think why Um, I don't know I don't know it doesn't all go well yeah. does it for any for any yeah. imp, you know <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. No, not at all. Um, doesn't sit right with me. I think um, 2016, South Shields, uh, Jeff Thompson um, um, discarded with the services of John King and um, Graham Fenton joined Lee Pickton as joint managers and there was a lot of furore about that. Um but at that time, I, th- I think there was other things possibly in the background that weren't working. This this at Macclesfield is totally different because it looks like it was working. And if it wasn't, um, why haven't they made a clean break? Because he's still part of the of the academy setup and what they're trying to do with the with the youth. So he's either good enough or he's not. Um, it's just, doesn't doesn't make sense. No, it kind of makes you the, what you kind of want them to fail, don't you? Mm, you do. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I everybody just, it's everybody just thought, you know, everyone thought, oh, well, here comes um, John Owen Bernard. You know, they've just left Spennymoor. They're available. And everybody just put two and two together and thought that the, the those two would, 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 would end up at Macclesfield. And then they don't. Um, seems bizarre. Bizarre. Hmm. Yeah, they've got um, Dave McNabb. That's the replacement, Dave McNabb. Mm. Yeah, good. But I, I just, I can't see, I just can't fathom why someone that's took, taking the team to top, so he's doing what the board want them to do. Yeah, they get knocked out of the trophy. But why are you getting rid of him? Like, what What are we, 10 weeks into the season? Something like that? Maybe unless, even more? Unless they think that he isn't good enough for the next level and they want to get the change made well in advance so that a new manager mm-hmm. who they believe is good enough for the next level can get himself sorted and settled in. Yeah, but why don't they give him the chance? That's what I can't understand. How do you know if you've never played that level if he's not going to be good enough? Yeah, uh, that's why it's just all bizarre. It's just not right. Yeah. It doesn't sit right. Well, you, you, you look at our friend Mark White at Dorking. He's, he's gone from every league from nowhere and he's, he's, pr- he's proved himself in every league. And now he's in the National League's proving yeah. himself there now. 
I've always thought oh, that yeah. story of Mark, it would be an, it's going to be an interesting story if they ever get to professional football, which I think they'll end up doing. They'll get to Football League too. And you have to wonder, will he put himself forward as the manager or will he step aside and let someone else manage? Because, I mean, he does a good job, but is it's non-league football manager completely different to having a national uh, football league? But, I mean, there's not much jump, as we've said, between National League and League Two. It'll always be an I interesting thing. I don't, I don't I don't think it matters. He's, he's proved himself time and mm. time again. So, yeah, of course. So, and I, I don't, obviously, he's his owner manager, so I don't, he's not going to step down from the limelight. He loves it. The boy <laughs> loves it. <laughs> he does love it, to be fair. Uh, but you never know what he thinks if he wants to take Dorky forward. Does he Does he do that? Because they'd have to turn to a professional setup. Can he afford to leave his career, whatever he does? I'm not 100% sure what he does to take a, a full-time football club. Do you know what I mean? That's where he's mm. got to look because he ain't going to be making... He probably quite. I don't know what he actually does. I think is he something like a sales director or something. I'm, I'm never really sure. I never, I never actually asked him. I meant to ask him when we did a when we did our summer chat. We we'll have to have him back on to ask him. Like, what do you do, Mark? But I don't. Salachi, I, it's Salachi, isn't it? That's his is, company, is that his company, Salachi? Yeah. Oh, Salachi is his company. So you know that there we go. He's got a career there. What would he give that up to be the manager full time? Because you'd have to go full time to be in football league. That's where the interesting thing will happen. Interesting, but anyway, from a management point of view, I, I think he would just he would just carry on doing it. It's a fintech, Bitcoin, and commercial litigation law firm. There we go. Mm. So it's a uh, it's one of those. Anyway, <laughs> we, we, we're changing something. It's like you talking about Vickers again, Pete. Um, <laughs> so Macclesfield, good luck to the manager. You don't want to wish anyone bad luck, but you know, I just think no. you know the club the club you know need to maybe take a step back. I mean, we said they're way too early to be going full time. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see because you know, I take it, Chris. If they, if say you don't get promoted, they'll be in the national, uh, the Northern Premier League next season. If they got up, um, yeah. so, I mean, you might find yourself playing with them in a couple of years if they, if they, if they do get yeah. up. But it, it just, hmm, it don't sit right. I mean, every, everyone says that South Shields are full time, a league too early, a level too early, so they are full time too. Yeah, too early. exactly. Yeah, and you, you even probably still think you're a little bit too early, aren't you? Even if yeah, you're doing well, everything, everything that's in place at South Shields is a division early. The new mm. stand, every, the infrastructure, everything. Mm. Um, which is why it's so vital that we go up this year. Yeah, um, but at least you're pre- you're, you're prepared. Whereas, yes, we're prepared. Yeah, we're at, 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 yeah we're, we're on we're on the other foot as we've got promoted. Now we've got to do the. The catching up yes. stadiums and stuff. Yeah. So, so you're you're in a great position, really. Yes. Uh but then it, it, it's all about on the field. But in terms of Matos field, um not good. No. It doesn't all go well for the next couple of years. Talk about Shields' stand though. I did I did see a well, I've seen picture of it before, but it never really worked. Pete, do you think it looks a little bit like our stand? If you look the way the stairs are and everything like that, and they've got the stuff on there. If you, if you look a picture of it, I think mm. it looks very similar to the stand at Woodside because it's not like the seats don't go down to the pitch level. You have to go upstairs no. and they're up there. Yeah. And I think and the facilities are underneath. I think it looks very similar to uh, Woodside. If you haven't seen it, Pete, have a little yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've seen it, but obviously we haven't got all the hospitality boxes at the back of it. Yeah, the... no, of course. That's the main mm. lack of it. Well, you never know, Pete. You might Your rebel yell thing might be kicked out of the way soon and they might be building at the back of it if they, they get a cohesion. <laughs> with the uh the club uh, the bowls club behind because they've got to think of those prawn sandwiches sometime in the future but as you say uh you have to have a ground ready and you will be but our one of the ends behind our goal is actually not ready at all it's not ready and we it's not actually counted is it pete no <laughs> no no just like that no, no. um 
you wanted to talk about some of these uh, early kickoffs. I mean, last last podcast we said how long will Liz Truss be prime minister for, and it happened the next day, didn't it? So, <laughs> to be honest, after we recorded, um, I so think she's I said that. yeah, she's gone now. Um, still got all these problems with cost of living, electricity. Mm. Um, me and my wife have just had to renew our mortgage and it makes me feel sick how much I'm having to pay extra but that's his life luckily I'm in a situation um, is that why where... you got the candles on what's that mate <laughs> is that why you got the candles on yes yes you got it mate yeah the candle lights are flickering right now in the background have you not see I've got the bike underneath the counter I thought I'm you actually was being doing... romantic I'm actually doing I'm actually doing I don't know where the candles are here uh, doing the foot, I've got the foot bike underneath powering the laptop, mate. That's why I took ages to connect it first. I had to get enough power generated <laughs> to put it up. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's sickening, and like you know, a lot of people we're just fortunate that we don't have kids or you know family to support. But God, if we had, they would be screwed. But that's another another story for another time. But clubs, uh, you you think Pete that was it Bogner? You said at the weekend. You think was it uh, Margate Bogner? You think kicked off early? Yeah, it was Mar- Margate against Bogner. I'm sure that was an early kickoff on Saturday because one somebody mentioned to me saying Bogner lost and I was like yay <laughs> um, no offence Bogner no yeah well you no. do mean offence you do mean offence <laughs> it's not, not offence um, so whether that was to do with the uh, the cost of sort of lights etc etc um, I, d- I don't know so don't quote me on that but that was an early kickoff and I'm not sure the reason why I don't even know if it could be something to do with um travel as well because obviously they've all the immigration problems around the area isn't there you know down going down towards yeah. the the uh a2 all the way down to folks in dover yeah i don't mm. think there's a, that many flooding in games no but you know obviously there's traffic issues on the a2 they might have said yeah. like, we don't really stuck on you know get there a bit earlier so they get there and get them out of the way and um i'm looking here and seeing any fixtures seeing if there's any early kickoffs that are saying there's there's nothing that says 3 p.m 3 p.m no, all little ones oh cool do you know what? I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind. And listening out on this, if Saturday kickoffs around the country were one pm, yeah, couple of reasons. It frees up the evening for a lot of people. Gives you longer in the pub, Pete. Basically, <laughs> not, not, no, no. It cuts down the drinking beforehand. Mm-hmm. So because obviously football violence is is has gone up. Since, well, that's why they always have Celtic Rangers yeah. at lunchtime, don't they? Because yeah. of the problems. Yeah, yeah. It could stand the drinking hours. Could could stand the the, the problems with drunks at, at, at games, things like that. So, from that basis, I think it would be a very very good idea. Um, All year round, time. or you just talk about winter? No, year year round. Mm. Well, most of the football season is in the winter anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, with, with the increase in, in football for violence, and I saw a thing last week, I don't know if it was in our group, it was posted, um, but it was saying uh, that there's, there's now going to be banning orders if you're found with drugs in a football stadium. Oh, yeah, you're have a, it you can have a banning order from between three and 10 years mm-hmm. um, because they're saying Class A drugs are the main, the main driver behind the, f- the football, behind the football violence. In the stadium, so if you can, if you can, if you can kill out the bit of the alcohol intake and the drug intake before a match, I think that's quite yeah. a good thing, to be honest. Well, Pete, we 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 won't name teams and clubs, but I'm pretty sure we can think of the club that may have been slightly under the influence of Class A's and causing a lot mm. of problems at a Worthing game this season. But you know, they 
it's sadly something I don't know if you you see much of it, Chris, but it sadly seems to be too coming too commonplace now. It's not really booze anymore; it is drugs, and you see you see and hear of a lot yeah. of it. And I don't know if it's the same up at Shields, and um, it, it's kind of like it, it seems to be the new thing to be doing. And I've seen it at professional games. I've seen there was it. One, there was one instance last season where we had some trouble with uh, a few Scarborough supporters, uh, just a very small minority. Um, I think they were actually, they have banning orders on them at Scarborough, but they came to Shields mm. and I saw some of them in the marquee before the game and they were clearly, you know, they were, they were, they were not well. <laughs> I think it's one way to put it. But the thing is, some, some people have a few beers and they think they're invincible. Mm. And then if they have some drugs on top of that, then that, that exacerbates it. They go full um, on Danny Dyer. And and then they're full on Danny Dyer, yeah. <laughs> no, I do think sometimes you see one one too many Danny Dyer films being watched on a Friday night, uh, taken into the Saturday morning with getting their Stone Islands yeah. and their Burberries out. But you know, you know, it's just it's a shame because it is things becoming more commonplace I, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I just I just can't get my head around wanting to go to football and meet up and have a fight or even have a fight or even cause trouble. I just, I've never understood it. And as long as I live, I don't think I'll ever understand it. But then again, it. Pete, can you can you understand? I mean, some people could say, well, it's no different to drinking, but could you understand why people go and do class A's at a football game? Don't you go to a football game to have a couple of beers with your mates, which, you know, yeah, people say if it was a modern, if it was a modern day thing, beers, they would be banned like drugs were. But, you know, would is, is it a weird, is that a weird concept that you want to go and do a line of Coke and then go and watch a football game and, you know, not even That's watch weird. a football when, game? Yeah, when when I was younger and I was a Forest season ticket holder, um, I was a what eighteen nineteen, and I remember going to Forest once and I met up with a, a friend, and we hit a few pubs in Nottingham before, and then went to the game. By the time I got to the game, I was, I was off my rocker. And what on class A? No, 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 just on beer, just on beer. Oh, that, that could uh, be a new headline, and the PNLP graphic Pete does class A. Yeah, <laughs> but then get up, get up the next day, and he was like, "Why was the school yesterday? I couldn't, I couldn't remember." Mm-hmm. I couldn't, and I was like, "I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing yeah. that again." Pete, I thought that was earlier last no, year when uh, when Gina and Spencer had to carry you home after one uh, one session on the booze. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there to witness that, so I can't say. I'll just hear it's hearsay and all we'll hear that. TSA, TSA. Oh, is that right? Yeah. No, but it, it does. It does really. It does. I mean, Chris, I, I don't know if you feel the same about it. I do think it's a very weird concept to go to a game all drugged up. Um, I mean, yeah, as you can say, could it be Denny? Is it different with their attitude? Is it any different? It's cheaper than buying beers, so you can have some coke and some weed or whatever. Those, I think for a lot of those individuals, they're not really there for the football. No, no. you can't class them as football supporters, and that's the difference. They're not yeah. technically there for the football, are they? I just hope, and it worries me. Obviously, last season we saw the increase of violence, and you know we put it down to there's all this hept up, pent up aggression after COVID. Mm. Is that what it was? Is this going to start becoming a problem now? And are we going to start seeing these banning orders coming through? Because I do feel sorry because you know the, the stewards, you know, in the game that we were talking about, that you know, there's a lot of violence. I think they were quite scared to be fair. And I'm not surprised because you know I wouldn't like to be faced with a load of people beating up some fan and yeah. you know like but are they going to go and confront and you know how how do you monitor it you know you might know no people are doing it but unless you've got someone standing in the toilet which is against human rights how are you ever going to monitor people doing drugs if unless they're doing it in the open yeah 
No, I think what the club, what the clubs have got to do, even at non-league level, is just uh, if you've got a suspicion about somebody who's using class A's within the stadium, you phone the police. Mm-hmm. You phone, yeah. phone the police, and you know, say, say to police, right, uh, whatever ground, um, I'm. We suspect there's a couple of people here using using drugs. Uh, can you can you come come to the ground? And now, and they've got the right to search them. Yeah, exactly. a steward, a steward. I don't think a steward has. I think they're allowed to when they go in on the ground, but not, I think, inside mm. the stadium. Obviously, but they're searching for, like, flares and stuff, but... That's it. They're not searching uh, for little bags of powder, which can be secreted but, away. But then again, I wonder if a steward did find that, what would they do? Would they take it off them, confiscate it? Would they... Well, it's it. Oh, they've, now they've got to find the police, haven't they? Yeah, and then that's going to be another problem. But you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't start. But you know, you think is you do think if they've actually come out and said that, then you know it's going to be. There's obviously problems happening throughout the game, and it'd just be a shame that it starts getting ruined in another way from other means. Uncle <laughs> Uncle Pablo does not have any place in our uh, in our yeah. non-league system. Pete, any uh, shouts out before we wrap up the podcast for tonight? Um, going to shout uh, Neil Cugley, who resigned as. Uh, Folkestone manager after years and years and years of service at Folkestone he's been a fine ambassador for that club they're in the ESPN uh, Premier League down here uh, yeah and he's been yeah nice nice bloke uh, nice chap and yeah shout out to him and I'm presuming he's retiring he's calling it a day so all the best to him in his retirement Pete you never shouted out Jack Pierce when he retired from uh, Bognor I was a bit the biased, Jack Pierce. that's Jack Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Not I'm, not I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. No, I think I think I, also... I had a good chat. I had a good chat with Jack Pierce at the end of the season. Things. So, oh, did you know? And he's he's quite a pleasant chap, actually. He's did, you, to... did you do my impression? No, I didn't do your impression because <laughs> doesn't sound anything like him, to be honest. Well, <laughs> well, well. Um, I do think it's worth mentioning uh, Ronnie Radford's death. Um, RMP, yes. uh, yeah, he scored for the Southern League Hereford to knock out Newcastle, which Chris would have been happy about. I mean, Pete, you were probably 10, 15, 20 when he, when he did score that goal, am I right? In the 70s? <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Uh, no, I don't remember it live, but I've seen the goal many, yeah. many times on TV because it is an iconic yeah. FA Cup moment, along with uh, Mickey Thomas's goal for Wrexham. Yeah, another iconic one. And of course, Connor Wickham's on Saturday against Shields. I think that's going to go down as an iconic FA goal. Yeah, to be fair, when that went in, Chris, when that went in, what were you thinking? <laughs> I wasn't bothered. Yeah, I really, really wasn't bothered. Genuinely. No, you weren't No, you weren't bothered. But like, what did you think? Were you like, bloody hell, that's a goal? Or were you like, oh, he's just hitting hope for that? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think anything. I, I, I really didn't. Just, play, yeah. Oh well, no oh, well. That, that was oh, well. that was the shock, but no, what, what a goal! What a goal! It was a yeah, tremendous goal, tremendous goal. But um, I wouldn't say iconic. No, David Beckham's. I'm, I'm no. just winding you up tonight, Chris. I'm just. I know you, you are. I know you are. <laughs> I'll keep my powder dry. I know you will. Well, don't talk. Don't back, talk about it? powder when we're the top six. We just had that. <laughs> don't want to be talking about powder. Uh, Chris, any last shout outs from you before we wrap this up? Just one. Um, a big shout out for uh, Carl Mowat, who um, uh, is now providing a lot of the food at South Shields FC. Um, yesterday, Sunday, he ran fifty miles in less than ten hours 
Wow. In aid of uh, guide dogs because um, he did the uh, the states challenge. He ran from uh, he ran. He took in New York, Palmersville, Philadelphia, and Washington, um, which are obviously all American towns and cities, but they are actually in the northeast of England. Sounds like a, sounds in, like a month at work for me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in doing so, in in, in taking in those. Uh, spots. He, he ran 50 miles in less than 10 hours. So a big shout out to Carl. Huge. Pretty epic. No, that's good. And, Fair play to him. And that, what he's done will ensure a, there will be another fully trained guide dog, all paid for. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well done, Brilliant. mate. Brilliant. Fantastic. Round of applause to him. Um, couple of uh, busy weeks coming up for us all. Chris, you're going to be knackered with out of football. You've been watching Shields over the next two weeks. Oh, before we, can't you know, wait. I mean, uh, really can't wait. And hopefully we can come back and we'll be you'll be buzzing. The, the, the team have done what they need to do and get yourselves yeah. hopefully cemented. You should be well. I'd say if, if for time we record next, you've got another three games. I think depends yeah. if we do it, three and then games. there'll be uh, hopefully that nine points. You'd be right at the top there. Yeah, another result. Fingers crossed. And Fingers are any crossed. of those against uh, competitors at the top of the league? So tomorrow night, high, high high high. yeah. Um, and we've got Stafford Rangers as one of them. They, they, they had a reasonable start of the season. And then we've got uh, Belper and oh, I can't remember the other ones, but it, they are bottom bottom of the league. So, um, as I said earlier, 10 from 12. That, 12 from 12, mm. fantastic, perfect. 10 from 12, I'd be happy with. Sounds like us last season, Pete, wasn't it? When we had a few games in hand and stuff, we were like, when we were with that tro- slight trophy on, we were like, yeah, we'll take nine from nine or, you know, we'll go for the month. Yeah, 12 from 12. Yeah, be happy with that. And it's uh, it's achievable. You know, you got the squad to do it. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were doing it last, last year, weren't we? Yeah. We were going, yeah, that's 12 from 12. That's nine from nine. Happy with that. And we just marched on. So there's yeah. no reason South Shoe yeah. can't do the same. Yeah. Hopefully we can march on. And there'll be a few more FA Cups, FA Trophies, Sussex County Cup. Uh, how how are Shields in the Durham County Cup? Are they around anything? Yeah, we, we've got the next round away to Wickham and that'll be kind of a, a youthful side, I'm sure. But it'll be still a competitive side. I think um, that's what ours will of, be like as well, yeah. Yeah, but it'll be, there'll be a youthful tinge to it. So that's, uh, I think that's next week. So that's a good night for Wickham from the Northern League. So they play two steps below us, or three steps below us. So that um, so that that should be canny. No, it'd be good. It'd be good to see. Plenty to uh, speak about. We haven't got any sort of political things to say. Well, blah, blah, be Prime Minister the next time. Because if Sunak's out in two weeks, I'd be very shocked. And I think the country would be even worse <laughs> case scenario than it is yeah. right now. But um... Again, moving swiftly on. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> blimmin politics and all that. anyway guys it's been a pleasure tonight uh please do follow us at the pnlp on social media facebook instagram and twitter do tune in do uh, support us do pass the pod anyway it's been a pleasure please do follow us and uh, please tell someone one person about the podcast and pass it on as peter crouch would say pass the pod but for me james chris and pete i guess we could say be seeing you good night good night